Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend. I'm Jeff Harpin, your host of Let's Ride, the Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning podcast on Behind the Steel Curtain and their audio platform family, whatever you want to call it. Make sure you find us wherever you get your podcasts. In case you just stumbled upon this podcast, search Steelers Behind the Steel Curtain wherever you get your podcasts and follow, subscribe, do whatever you have to do so you don't miss a thing. And in case you did not know, this show, this podcast platform is a part of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, which is a part of SB Nation, which is owned by Vox Media. So make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And folks, it's Monday, and in case you forgot, this past Saturday, I tried something new, and I had teased it on Friday. I had had a big announcement last Wednesday, and Saturday was kind of like the official kickoff. And you know... In case you missed the announcement, that was the fact that I was starting to do a live Q&A show on the Locker Room app. Now, unfortunately, this is just for iOS users, but for, if you are an Apple user, and it can be an iPad, I believe, or a phone, and maybe even, I'm not sure, a MacBook or not, but still, you have to get the Locker Room app, you create an account, it's totally free, nothing costs you a dime. You create your profile, and then you have to follow me, at jhartman underscore P-I-T, which is the same as my Twitter handle. And once you follow me, I said, let's get on here and let's talk about the Steelers. And I got to be honest with you. For the first few minutes, I sat there by myself. And it's because it was a Saturday night at 7 o'clock. But it turned out to be the perfect way for me to get comfortable with this new program. Uh, I had a, a several guests come on and they asked questions. We talked about team needs, things like that. The upcoming draft, they asked about... Matt Canada, it was great. You can actually hear the audio on our audio platform. Uh, it's, it's under Let's Ride Live. That's the title of it. Check it out. And make sure you understand that my goal with this is to do it on Tuesday evenings, probably around 7, 8 o'clock. I'll let you know what time it's going to be by checking BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and follow me on Twitter. And I'm going to go live, and then I'm going to take that audio, and that's going to be my Wednesday show. And it'll be like a mailbag. So what I'll probably do is I'll still probably put out the tweet on Tuesday, getting some questions from fans. I might use those to get the ball rolling with this new podcast. The sound quality might not be as good as you're used to, and that's just because at this point in time, it is just a mobile app. Once they get the website developed, I'm going to be able to use my regular microphone that you're normally hearing me on. Then it's going to get better, but still, check that out. Check it out. So it's a, it's a really a lot of fun. If you've ever been listening to the show and saying, I'd love to ask Jeff some questions, or I'd love to maybe say something that is against what he's saying. Maybe I'm saying that the Steelers need to get rid of Ben Roethlisberger, and you disagree. Well, if I'm saying that on, lo- on the Locker Room app, you certainly can get on and talk to me and say, I think you're wrong, and we can have a good, healthy, respectful discussion. So check that out, and I'm sure we'll be talking about that as we progress through. We're going to do one a week. Other than that, it's still going to be your Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Let's ride. Just remember that obviously uh, the Tuesday audio is going to turn into the Wednesday show. All right, with that said, nothing really happened with the Steelers this weekend. Me exploring the locker room app was more exciting than the Steelers when it comes to news. There just wasn't any news. Nothing happened. There was no Ben Roethlisberger reports. There was no... um, 
any other players restructure their deal. There was no traction with free. Heck, even on the NFL draft front, there was really no news. The Steelers, it became public. They met with a wide receiver. Now, that's a shocker. Uh, so I'm thinking about what do I want to talk about on this Monday show? Mondays are typically our biggest shows of the week. And I said, let's go to the antithesis of what we talked about last week. And last week, I think it might have been last Monday. If not, it might have been the week prior. I talked about the best case scenarios for the Pittsburgh Steelers entering the 2021 season. If you can, in case you missed it, go back and check it out. Or if you just don't remember, I talked about things like the best case scenario is Ben Roethlisberger plays and he plays well. Uh, It's the fact that they're able to keep some of their free agents. So not all of these that I had, I thought of five of them. Best, I'm sorry, this is, we're going, we're flipping the script here. We just talked about best case scenarios. Now we're talking about worst case scenarios. And I don't like doing this, folks. I don't like starting a Monday or a new week on a negative tone, tone, but I felt that it was appropriate. I'm an optimistic guy, and I don't want to always come off as just being one-sided. So it was very important to me that I said, okay, I did the positives. Now I have to do the negatives. I feel like you just have to. So now that I did the positive side, It's time to do the negative side and talk about some of the things that could go wrong with the Steelers this season or leading up to the season. So real quick, there's going to be five things, okay? Five total things, and we're going to run through them. And if you want to let me know what you think, you can follow me on Twitter at jhartman underscore PIT and let me know. All right, so first and foremost, I think that the number one thing that could go wrong for this organization and I say the organization and not just the team for a reason, because a lot of these have deeper implications than just winning and losing on the field. I think one of the worst things is going to, could be Ben Roethlisberger plays and he stinks. <laughs> so Ben decides that he's going to, let's say he restructures his contract. He's going to come back and he comes out and just flat out stinks. And maybe what we saw at the last of the, the last of the 2020 season is turning into what would we would get to used to the norm. And the Steelers would have to think about, do we bench Ben Roethlisberger? Do we play Matt Mason Rudolph or Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Haskins? It would really put the organization in a bind if Ben Roethlisberger plays and is awful. And the reason being is not so much just because they're pumping money into Roethlisberger, but you think about Rudolph's contract. His contract expires at the end of next season. So you would have a situation where it would be ideal and they can't control this because they didn't take Mason Rudolph in the first round of the draft. Let's say Roethlisberger was awful. They put in Rudolph and he plays well. Well, if they still had one more year of his rookie deal, that would be another year for him to take over. Now they'd have they'd be forced with kind of be painting themselves in a corner and Mason Rudolph would probably get a more lucrative contract than he ever thought he would. Or if they want to roll the dice with Dwayne Haskins and who knows what that's going to look like. I said it on previous shows. I'm actually looking forward to the preseason in this upcoming regular season because I want to see what Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins can do. I think we all want to see what they can do. And so that's certainly, but if Ben Roethlisberger plays, and I think we all can safely assume that we think he will, and he stinks, and he's lousy, then the Steelers organization is going to be in a bind. They're going to be in a bind big time. All right, so the next one is, and remember, these are worst-case scenarios, not my predictions. These are worst-case scenarios. Next one is the Steelers lose almost all of their free agents. 
we are talking about Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner, Alejandro Villanueva, Bud Dupree, Mike Hilton, Cam Sutton. I could go on with players like Tyson Alualu, Chris Wormley, Matt Filer. You name it, they're out of here. And that could happen. That absolutely could happen. Because when you think about the Steelers' cap situation, and some of these players, I think they're, ba- they're, they're as good as gone. Like James Conner, Alejandro Villanueva, Bud Dupree, good as gone. I'd even throw Juju Smith-Schuster into that mix. I don't care what he says to TMZ when he's walking into a store and some guy has a camera phone in his face. Hey, Juju, what do you think? Well, what do you think he's going to say? Ah, uh, yeah, I really didn't like it in Pittsburgh anymore. They kind of... I don't know, the organization, the fan base kind of turned on me, so uh, I'm looking forward to starting a new elsewhere. Could he have said that? Yes. But I don't expect him to. He doesn't want to burn that bridge, not yet anyways. You don't want to come off to any new prospective team as as being a jerk, as not caring. So I think Juju's as good as gone, though. But let's say they lose all of them. And it's no fault of their own, really. That to an extent, it is their fault. They're the ones that kicked the can with Ben Roethlisberger's contract so far down the road that eventually you have to pick it up. But on top of that, I think when you look at the situation that they're in, the salary cap dipping, no one ever thought that would happen. No one ever thought that like a coronavirus pandemic would hit the United States and the world and not have fans in seats. Or if they did have fans, it would be very few. And you'd have... It would all combine with an election year, which ratings are typically down in those years. It was a crazy, perfect storm. We'll put it that way. A crazy, perfect storm with what happened this year. And no, But no one ever, myself included, would have ever guessed that the NFL would have to say, we're going to have our salary cap dip. It's always gone up because they keep making money. You know, it's reported on Friday... I'm on my way home from work, and I'm hearing on the radio that there's a reported deal done between Disney and the NFL, and a new TV deal. And so that means that Disney paid last last year, or their last contract, I should say, their last contract, they paid, paid $1.9 billion to the National Football League to have the highlights package on ESPN and to for them to, be able to use those, and obviously to have Monday Night Football. The report is, I was shocked, by the way, $1.9 billion a year. The NFL wanted them to double it. They wanted to go to $3.8 billion. Supposedly, Disney was like, I don't know. And by the way, if you didn't know, Disney owns ABC. They own ESPN and a bunch of other stations. And so and Disney was like, yeah, what about 2.3? So that's the rumored number. $2.3 billion the NFL is getting just from Disney. Now, ABC is supposed to be back in the mix with their uh, with a Super Bowl. You know, they they typically go through Fox and CBS and NBC. ABC would get into that mix, and that's going to be two point three billion dollars. Two point three billion. But everyone is saying that it's not going to have much of an impact on the salary cap, even though that number is larger. And it's it's just one of those situations where no one saw this coming and it's going to have an impact on a lot of teams and one of the other things that i would say is worst case scenario so worst case is they lose all those free agents the other worst case scenario because of that fluctuating salary cap that i just mentioned is the steelers 
are not able to be buyers in free agency because of it. Because they're so hard up against the cap, Ben Roethlisberger's contract, whether they give him an extension or not, is going to be a giant portion of the 2021 salary cap. And then they have to try to make it work. They have to try to find a way. They have to try to maneuver money. And it's tough. It's tough, and it doesn't always work out. I think that the Steelers need, they're going to need to get some veteran free agents on this team. They're going to have to. Because if they don't get veteran free agents on the team, they're going to be turning to players like J.C. Hassenauer at center. Yeah, you might be able to draft a center. But if you look at the centers in the draft, I don't think there's any Marquise Pouncey out there. A guy that's going to come in and start from day one. Because if you can't, the worst case scenario here is if the salary cap goes down to the point where the Steelers are barely getting cap compliant, that's when you're talking about having to cut players to bring players in. That's when Vince Williams, that's when David DeCastro's, Joe Hayden's, maybe even Steven Nelson, although I don't think they'd go that route. That's when these players could be cap casualties because the Steelers are going to have to be buyers in free agency to a certain extent. They're not just going to be able to say, well, we lost a lot of free agents. We'll get some comp picks in 2022. But in the meantime, we're just going to kind of throw our hands up and say, well, we this is what we have coming into this year. There's no way they could do that. There's no way they could do that because if they do that, then like I said, you're going to have you're going to have a struggling football team for an entire 16, maybe even 17 game regular season. It's just not going to be pretty. The Steelers are going to have to bring in positions like center, tackle, I would even look at running back, possibly wide receiver. I would look at linebacker, nose tackle or defensive end that can play nose tackle. Um possibly cornerback if you lose all like Hilton and Sutton you're gonna have to bring in a corner there's a lot of positions and by the way Art Rooney II said that they are not done adding to the quarterback room so when you're not gonna you're still gonna add maybe a quarterback in free agency well you're gonna have to pay them somehow this is gonna be tough this is gonna be really tough for the Steelers and that's a worst case scenario is that the salary cap might go down to like that 180 or the most 185 boy that would put the Steelers and a lot of other teams by the way in a really, really tough spot. So those are my top three. We have two more to get to. We have the loss of free agents, losing all those players that I mentioned. Uh, ben Roethlisberger plays and stinks, is awful. And number three, the worst case scenario is the salary cap keeps going down to the point that the Steelers cannot be active in free agency. What are the other two? Stay tuned. We'll talk about it right after this break. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. I'm your host, Jeff Hartman, here for this Monday podcast. Hope your week is off to a great start. And we're talking about the worst-case scenarios for the black and gold heading into the 2021 regular season. What is the worst-case scenarios? Meaning, what is the, what are the scenarios that you're thinking to yourself, wow, I'm not, I'm not sure what's going to happen here because the, all this stuff could go wrong. And if it goes wrong, the team, the team could be awful. Well, here we go. We already talked about the free agents, losing free agents, the salary cap, uh, keeping the Steelers from buying, Ben playing and stinking it up. What are the other two? I think that one of the worst case scenarios is that the Steelers draft 
and they have nine picks this year. Nine. Nine times. The Steelers' draft is comprised with projects. It's comprised with projects. So let's look at a player that was recently mocked to the Steelers by Mel Kuyper in his Mel Kuyper Mock Draft 2.0, and that was Landon Dickerson, the center who was with Florida State, left Florida State, goes to Alabama, wins a national title. He does have injury issues. He's injury-prone. Does have physical uh, you know, limitations, we'll put it that way. He's not super athletic like a, like Marquise Pouncey was coming out of Florida. So let's say they draft him in the first round. I don't think anyone would say that he's ready to start in, in week one his first year. And so if you can't go out and buy and get a free agent center, you would be relying on someone like him or, like I said earlier, J.C. Hassenauer. And if you're going to spend a first-round pick on a player that some – have labeled as a second or third round pick, and that's what a lot of people have labeled Dickerson as. You're looking at a situation where it's looking like a bridge year, and that's a term I hate. That's a term that the Pirates ownership used uh, right after they had won almost a hundred games. I think it was back in 2015. Uh, they had almost they had been very competitive, and they said, "Well, you know, AJ Burnett retired. We're gonna, we're gonna have a bridge year. We're gonna have a bridge year. What's a bridge year?" It was a year for them to kind of reassess things. They were essentially saying, we don't care about this year. We're worried about the year after. Well, it turned out to be a big fat lie, and they have lost more than they've won ever since. But for the Steelers, I'm looking at this and saying, if you're going to draft nothing but projects, players that are going to need some time to develop, I'm fine with taking those type of players. But in a year like this, sometimes you might be better suited getting players that are more NFL ready right now. And it might not be a position that you would think they would target early. So, in other words, the worst case scenario is they take a bunch of guys that, well, they're they're going to take some time to develop. He's 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 a project. He's a project. Instead of taking the guy that might not be that position that you like, but I'll tell you what, he's actually ready to go right now. He's a guy that's ready to play right now. So that could be a really really bad scenario for the Steelers if they can't be competitive in free agency because of the cap situation and they're drafting players that need time to develop. I mean, if Ben's playing, he's playing to win. If this is his last year, he's playing to win. The Steelers don't do bridge years. They're not the Pirates, okay? And if you're not a Pirates fan, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but I know there's plenty of you out there that do follow the Pirates. You know exactly what I'm talking about. The Steelers don't do bridge years. So if you're going to be competitive, they can't do that. They cannot do that. That You kind of have to approach this upcoming draft as nothing but best player available. You have your positional needs. I get that. But you're looking at the best player available when you draft. All right. Last one here. I think that the worst case scenario is the Steelers, they, they, maybe they do find a way to bring in some free agents or sign some of their own. Maybe they do find a way to have a decent draft class. And when they get out there on the field, they're mediocre. They're maybe 9-7, and 8-8. Eight and eight. Yes, Mike Tomlin's non-losing season streak would, would continue. But at the same time, a mediocre season is, to me, one of the worst things that could happen to this team. You either have a defense that's flying around, you either have a defense that is making the team competitive. You hope that you have a running game with Matt Canada at the helm that they haven't seen in a couple years under Randy Feetner. 
you just hope that the Steelers are going to be able to be competitive for the division in the AFC, make the playoffs, etc. If that's what happens, awesome. That's great. The worst thing that could happen is they kind of flounder around, never really getting an identity, still trying to figure things out. Roethlisberger's last year is marred with mediocrity, and now all of a sudden, guess where they're drafting? They're drafting in the early 20s like they have been for seemingly the last decade. Well, that's not going to help you any. You almost say, and this is kind of counterintuitive to the Bridger comment I had just at the end of the last part, because a bridge here, you're not going to tank. I'm not saying they're going to tank, but I mean, my gosh, if the Steelers are going to have Ben Roethlisberger back, like I said, they're, they're going to be playing to win. And you would hope that they can either succeed in that. And if they can't succeed in that, well, look at what these teams have done with the draft. You look at the Browns, they're bad so, so long. I feel like the Steelers, if they had a high draft pick, they're not going to mess They're not going to mess it up. They're, they're rarely missing on early draft picks. And so... I think that would be maybe the worst thing that could happen is with everything that I've talked about so far, you lose players. The salary cap really hinders you from making moves. Ben Roethlisberger struggles. The draft is comprised of project players. And then you get out on the field and the product is just pure, ugh, just vanilla, bland, mediocre. That, to me, is one of the worst-case scenarios. And it's the last of my list for worst-case scenarios because I think that that would be... You're looking at the Steelers would still be in that hole, and they, they're trying to dig themselves out of that hole, and it's just easier said than done. You, you either hope for a maximum amount of success, or it's sad to say, you kind of hope that they struggle to the point that you get that top pick, that high-end pick. People forget the last time the Steelers had a losing season was 2003, and that was... Tommy Maddox, they struggled to 6-10 and 10 that year. 6-10. and 10. I'll never forget that year because I went to a game that year. It was the final home game. They hosted the San Diego Chargers. LaDainian Tomlinson came to town. I went to the game because no one else wanted to go. They were bad. They struggled all season. But they ended up with the 11th overall pick in the 2004 draft. What did they get? That's right, Ben Roethlisberger. So you kind of think, like, if you're going to have a year that's going to be kind of this – transition year or not a bridge year i'm not using that term intentionally but if you have a year that you're not going to be that good and the writing's on the wall for some reasons not their own you, know, you look at the salary cap like that's not their fault that's not the steelers fault technically it's not the nfl's fault either but if the salary cap does dip the way they're expecting it to it's going to be tough it's going to be tough i hope i'm wrong i hope that all these things are wrong i hope ben plays well i hope they're able to sign some free agents i hope the cap with the moves that they make to restructure, like they've already restructured Cam Hayward's deal, I hope that they're able to still make some moves in free agency. I hope they draft players that are NFL-ready. They've done a good job of that so far. Think back to last year with Chase Claypool and Kevin Dotson. Those guys were ready. They were ready. Alex Highsmith, can't forget him either. Uh, and then I you know, you, I think that if you have all that stuff go down, I don't think that mediocre season's what they'll have. But you just don't know. You just don't know, especially with the salary cap. All right, so let's finish this show up with this next topic. On my live show that I did on Saturday, I was talking with a couple fans, and they were voicing their concern about the Pittsburgh Steelers cap situation. And I want to make something very clear to all the listeners out there. And this was this kind of tied in with an article that ran on our site Sunday afternoon by Michael Beck, our deputy editor. 
And it basically laid out on the line what this could look like in the National Football League if the cap dips. So if the cap dips, like everyone is expecting, because remember, it's 198 right now. It's 198 right now. If it goes from 198 to 185 even, that's a significant drop in income for these teams or, or money that they can use. So if it goes down to 185, the Steelers are not the only team that's going to be impacted by this, people. They're not. The Steelers don't have the worst salary cap situation in the National Football League. In fact, I think the last time I checked, they weren't even the bottom five, or they were maybe the 26th out of 32 teams. So they were just on the cusp of the bottom five. They're not in a good spot. By the way, they're not in a good spot. But you have other teams that are going to be looking at veteran players that they're going to be talking about as cap casualties. Think about the players I already mentioned. Vince Williams, Joe Hayden, David DeCastro. Those are the three big names that the Steelers would probably list as potential cap casualties. You need to free up space, and you're going to cut this player because it's going to save you money. The Steelers are not the only team. I'm going to say this again, and I'll probably say it more times before the end of the show. The Steelers are not the only team in this scenario, in this situation. So let's say other teams, they're looking at players and they're thinking, man, we are going to have to to cut some cap here. We're going to have to get down underneath the cap. We have to be cap compliant by March 17th. So there's going to be a lot of veterans that have hefty contracts that are going to be out on the open market. And they're going to be looking for a home. Well, there's a problem with them looking for a home. And that is teams like the Steelers that would love to bring them in can't pay a King's ransom for them. So they have one of two options. They sign a one-year deal, play for, let's say, closer to league minimum for their position and their experience. And then they hope that after the 2021 season, they both play well enough and the salary cap rebounds and then they go out and get another long-term deal with someone, whether it's that team or not. The other option is they say, you know what, I'm not going to even play if it means that I'm not. I'm going to be playing for that amount. In which case, they would sit out, they would lose a year of accrued service, and they would make no money unless they are breaking in endorsements, which, by the way, I don't know of too many companies, whatever they're selling, that would want their endorsers, their influencers, if you want to put it that way, to not be in the public eye. That would be like TJ Watt saying, or the whole Watt brothers saying, you know what? Hey, Subway, we'd love to still do your commercials, but we decided to take a year off from football. Is that okay? They, they Subway would look at him and say, uh, guys, no, that's not okay. That's not okay at all. Why is it not okay? Because we're paying you because you are NFL athletes. TJ and JJ are NFL superstars. We want you to endorse our product because we want our product to be seen. We want people to look at our product and see you all and say, I'm going to go to Subway because I saw them eating it. That's why. So if a player were to say, I'm just not going to play, well, any endorsement money they have could probably go out the drain, would probably go right out the drain. But again, the Steelers are not the only team in this situation. So go all the way back to the first part of the show. Go all the way back to the first part of the show where I said that the salary cap keeps the Steelers from buying in free agency, being buyers, being players in free agency. Well, here's what I'm trying to say. I feel like the Steelers and a lot of other NFL teams could possibly get a couple guys 
at key positions that are veterans for one, two-year deals that can come in and play, play well, and then are, are playing for their next contract. And before anyone sits there and says, Jeff, this is malarkey. The Steelers have struggled in free agency. When was the last time they brought in a player that actually panned out and helped them succeed? I'll give you a perfect example. Okay, think back. I want to say it was like 2002 or 2003. The Steelers go out and they make a move. They sign Jeff Hardings, who's a Detroit Lions center for his whole career. They pick him up. He comes in, solidifies the position, has a big role in them winning Super Bowl 40, and then he retires. There's going to be Jeff Hardings type players out there. And if they can find one or two at positions of need, and so let's say they had to cut Joe Hayden because his salary was too much, he didn't want an extension, didn't want to change positions, whatever the case is, if they could go out and get someone like a a veteran, you know, someone with experience that's going to be able to come in and play well, play well right away. Heck, even look at when Cody Sensabaugh was with the Steelers. I mean, he played well enough to earn himself a bigger deal the next year. If they could find someone like that, I think they could get it cheap because of the salary cap situation across the NFL, and I think it could help them avoid that mediocrity that I spoke of at the end of those five worst-case scenarios. So the Steelers aren't alone here, folks. Keep that in mind as the new league year approaches, just so you know, the tampering period starts on March 15th. That's when agents and teams are allowed to communicate. A lot of times deals are basically done. Uh, within the 15th and the 16th framework. And then on the 17th, the new league year begins. And that's when teams have to be cap compliant and they have to get all those deals that have become official. So we'll be with you every step of the way. Let's hope these worst case scenarios don't happen. All right. Let's hope that the Steelers best case scenarios happen, but we'll be with you nonetheless. So make sure you check out my let's ride live podcast Tuesday, download the locker room app. Find me at J Hartman underscore P I T Make sure that you get it, get your questions. I'd love to talk to my listeners, my ride or die crew, which you guys are awesome. So make sure you check that out. And then also make sure behind the steel curtain should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. As we finish it out, be safe, be kind, and God bless. We'll see you on Wednesday. Go Steelers.